Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we are discussing Civil War as it is rolling for. They are banking big bucks overseas ahead of their domestic release this week, tomorrow. 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 WHIH uh, Newsfront is continuously rolling out Civil War hype by the hour. We're talking about that a lot as well. Uh, Marvel and Netflix have ordered a new Punisher solo series starring Woo! John Bernthal as yeah. the Punisher. Uh, there is also a new poll that shows that MCU fans want a Black Widow solo movie. Plus, we'll be covering Season 3, Episode 19 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Failed Experiments. Bum, bum, bum. All of that right after this. Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. My name is Matt Carroll. I am Jeff Randall. What's going on, Jeff Randall? How you doing tonight? Man, I'm so excited. We got Civil War coming out tomorrow here domestically. We do, we do. Uh, We've got people tweeting at us and messaging us with how good it was, and we have yet to see it. And they are jerks for... They are huge jerks. Yeah, after that we'll be friends, but the next 24 hours those people are dead to me. (laughs) Completely just... Write them out of existence. Just not, It's not okay, guys. Not okay. It's not. People in other countries. <laughs> With their early releases. What jackasses. <laughs> I was just going to say losers, but <laughs> that's just... Okay. I, feel like, I feel like losers is worse than jackasses. Is it? I mean, it's, it's less profane, but uh, it's like... You're a loser. Then you're a loser. You know, you lose things. If you're a jackass, you're just kind of a jerk. That's fair. I don't know. I guess I'd rather be a loser than a jerk. This is getting a little too existential. Let's move on. I I can't handle this. I'm not ready. (laughs) I'm not ready for this. So, uh, you remember the the news organization WHIH, right? Yeah. You remember that Leslie Bibb's character, uh, Christine Everhart, is now an anchor on that mm-hmm. news organization. Was it, she not in one or two? Both. She was in both. I couldn't remember which, which one she got introduced in. I remember she was in two. Yeah, she was. she's in both. Um, she was, originally, she had called herself a reporter for Vanity Fair. Right, and she goes home with Tony, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, she does. I wonder why she has such a beef with Tony in this, <laughs> in all these clips. Yeah, they uh, on their Twitter feed, they are rolling out all kinds of uh, what looks like a a news channel like rundown of what's going on in the yeah. Avengers world. It's great. If they had a daily show that existed like purely in the Avengers universe, I would probably watch that instead of the real daily show. <laughs> <laughs> like if they incorporated real events with also Avengers nope, events. No, nope, just just Avengers events. Just a, <laughs> I don't really I mean, how just much does it your own really world? impact my life to know the news? I mean That's fair. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> Well, they're... Um, Wait, who's running for president? Shit. All right, let's, let's move on. It's President Ellis, clearly. Like, they're they're doing things like talking about how Ellis uh, put... Um, Thunderbolt Thaddeus, Ross. Yeah, Thaddeus Ross into the uh, Secretary of State position because of his, uh, his history of working with super-powered people. Thaddeus like, Thunderbolt. Um, Thunderbolt's not a thing. <laughs> What do you mean? You have bolts of lightning. So and you have thunder that accompanies bolts of lightning. 
And I mean, I know there's like a Thunderbolt port on Macs these days. Just kind of bothers me because Thunderbolts aren't a thing. Again, you're looking way too deep into stuff today. I'm just feeling a little pensive. (laughs) (laughs) So with these these fans of ours (laughs) getting Civil War released overseas earlier than us... um, They've given them a lot of money. Uh, Civil War has brought in $224.3 million overseas since its Wednesday last week release. It's a lot of money. That is a ton of money. And that's what they were projecting is over $200 million overseas. And they're looking at making uh, 190 to $200 million domestically opening weekend this upcoming. Damn. I wonder how much... Uh, they spent on this movie. I'm sure. I'm sure that's out there. I think um, it had a. Oh no, their budget hasn't been released yet, from what I understand. Okay, yeah. I wonder how much their budget was compared to an Avengers movie, because I know Avengers movies are often much higher budgets than their solo films. But this one has so many Avengers in it. Yeah, that it's hard to imagine this is going to be much cheaper to make. Yeah. Um, I know that. Let's see. Iron Man three had a 250 million dollar budget. Really? Or, or was it 200? They've all had generally about 200 to 250 million dollars, except for like Avengers and uh, Avengers Age of Ultron. They had like 300 or something like that. Okay. Like 250 to 3. Um, and then uh, Ant Man, sorry. Ant Man had a real low budget comparatively. But still, um, like Avengers Age of Ultron made 191, like just over 191 million in its opening weekend. Yeah. So Civil War is looking to overtake that. Yeah, there's apparently a site claiming they have a four million dollars, a four hundred million dollars uh, budget this time. That's crazy. Which is crazy, but I don't know if it's true. It's apparently just like a random report from some website. So who knows? A random report for some from some website. <laughs> you know how often we follow those. Yeah. <laughs> well, <clears throat> even if it is that much money, they're going to make all of that back easily. I'm so- sorry. This is for Infinity War. I was wrong. Oh, okay. The supposed budget for Infinity War. Ah, um, because that's already something to talk about. Yep, yeah, sorry. <laughs> this website misled me. Uh, no, an internet <laughs> website misled you? <laughs> anyway. Yeah, that's the problem. The internet is already like a source of who knows whether something's true or not, but then you add to it my inability to read. <laughs> You just really end up with a bad in a bad place. <laughs> Thank God I'm here. Fandango has reported that Civil War has broken their record for advanced ticket sales. That's crazy. Yeah, that's. I believe that record was set by um, Star Wars: The Force Awakens. Yeah, definitely. Recently. Star Wars broke all the records, and I'm wondering if uh, Civil War might Civil that. War might beat beat it out. That's crazy. I would really like Civil War to beat out Avatar. That's, that's what I want to see. God, that's that's big. That's, oh, yeah. Avatar's number one movie of all time. Yeah. Well, it also had two theatrical releases. Did it? Yeah, because the special edition came out. No. Like the, it was a special edition to Avatar? Yeah. I don't remember any of this stuff. It. Well, I mean, I went and saw it because it was the most immersive 3D movie I've like, ever seen. You like blue boobies. That's true. <laughs> It's very true. The, but, like, they put out the special edition with all the deleted scenes and everything, just, like, incorporated into it. Oh, wow. I and didn't know that. They just re-released that, and then I just I had to. Speaking of 3D. Yeah. I got a Gear VR headset this week. Okay. One of the things in it, which you will watch before we leave here today, <laughs> is Avengers Tower 
uh, Attack on Avengers Tower. And it is it is a, a snippet, I guess, of the scene from Avengers where the Ultron bots uh, emerge from the tower and start attacking the Avengers, and the Avengers beat them back. But it's a fully immersive 360-degree experience, and it's all in 3D. And as you're looking around, everything around you is in 3D, and you can look back and see Ultron over here, and you see Hulk coming at him, and you can see... Just, it's awesome. It's amazing. <laughs> it's only like a minute long, but it's a really amazing experience. That's it made me think really intense. It made me think how cool that technology would be to be incorporated into the movies. Like I know it's we're heading that direction. Uh, eventually, someone will do it. Eventually, someone will make a three hundred sixty degree movie. But it's we're, it's going to be a while before something like Avengers happens yeah. in a, a three sixty experience. But like, I don't know. It might be really hard to do that because you'd have to somehow cloak all of the crew that make the movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And most of it would probably have to just be CGI or green screen everywhere. Yeah. Um, it would be a very difficult thing to do, pull off. But I think eventually we'll see it. Here's, here's what I'm thinking, though. If you could make a 360-degree experience, you could charge a lot more for it, for one thing. And also, everyone gets a different experience as they're watching it, which would mean you would want to go back over and over. You could be like, oh, I should have been looking behind me. My friend yeah. saw... Uh, if you if you look to the southeast during the Hulk scene, <laughs> you'll see Abomination run across the bottom. It's a it's a it's an Easter egg, but you have to be looking the right direction. Like I started thinking about how much money these movies could make yeah. if they put them out that way. That would just be silly. I would go see it like eight times because I, I'd have to I'd have to watch in every direction. Just spend an entire movie looking directly up, <laughs> making sure nothing flies overhead that was important. That'll to be me. your that'll be your last viewing because. You know, all the rest yeah. of them you're watching, like, you're kind of looking out of the corner of your eye watching some of the action. Mm-hmm. Like, the first one, you're just, like, deadlocked in the front. But then, right. like, you kind of look to the left for a little bit. I just think, glance how over. cool would it be if you had, like, everyone in the theater had, like, a swivel chair? And they're able to, like, look all around them and, like, look for... It's just... It's a lot of fun. I've been sitting in my house having a lot of fun with this Gear VR. <laughs> just say, it's pretty badass. I recommend... I recommend it. It's, like, made by Oculus. Yeah. So it's, uh... It's a really good experience so far. Well, that's neat. I'm glad you're enjoying yourself. I am. Very <laughs> much so. Oh, man. So, next up on the news, the writers of uh, of Civil War and also the Winter Soldier and also Infinity Wars, um, Christopher Marcus and Stephen McFeely, they have, yeah. uh, they've come out today in an article um, explaining that new viewers to Civil War, like new viewers for the Marvel Cinematic Universe that start at Civil War may likely be lost. And that's okay. Because there's 13, like this is the 13th movie. So there's 12 other movies of lead-in. Right. So there's a lot going on that they're not going to go back over there. Like they they said they can't do... (laughs) He said, uh, if you don't know some of these movies before you walk in, you might be lost, but hopefully you'll still be entertained. We can't do a previously in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because it'll take 25 minutes. Right. This, this and concerns that's what we're me. here for. Yeah, absolutely. This concerns me, but it also excites me. Like, I'm real torn about the way this, this feels. Um, I listened to part of our, our – I listened to our re- recaps this week that we did of uh, the different movies. Yeah, and one of the recap. ones One of the ones I uh, listened to – uh, was uh, Age of Ultron, and there's a part in there where I talk about how Age of Ultron was amazing to me. I enjoyed so much of it, and there's so many little little, little things in there for me. And a lot of the character moments, if you've never seen the movie before, if you've never seen the other movies, a lot of the character moments go straight over your head. Yeah. And I was saying that 
if you weren't like one year ago, me said that if you weren't a Marvel Cinematic Universe fan, these movies function like Transformers movies do. Um, now they're just a bunch of big spectacle. Yeah, it's a bunch of big spectacle, excitement, things exploding, blah, 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 blah. But then if you're a core fan, you know all the reasons these things are happening. Um, and they all, you know, you can get a basic idea if you're a, a newbie, but uh, it is getting to the point where it's hard to watch. And I'm I'm a little concerned because it's like it's like uh, Stan Lee used to say, uh, every every Marvel comic book is someone's first Marvel comic book. Yeah. And so he used to try to make sure that every comic book was a self-contained story, at least to some degree. And they kind of really did away with that after crossover events. They and, did. And they did. Big arcing stories. Like, it's hard to find just a standalone story anymore. Right. I mean, you can get that in some of the individual ones. But still, even then, you got, like, this This is the fourth issue in the arc where uh, Lady Thor is fighting uh, right. the destroyer armor again. Right. Like, what? And it just... It's hard because obviously you want new people to be able to get into your stuff, but at the same time you want to be able to make something that's deeper. Yeah, you got to tell good stories. Yeah, and and the reason this uh, Civil War is going to be so good, the reason Civil War is going to be in vastly superior to BVS, is because good story. You know the characters. <laughs> yeah, true. I don't think that BVS would have been that bad. If we had known the characters, like if I'd cared about either one of them well, in depth, if we had known those characters right. in that universe, exactly, like, and that they matters, were, they were banking on everybody just knowing Batman and everybody yeah. knowing Superman and everybody knowing Wonder Woman, exactly. But we're too savvy for that. That's not the same Batman. That's not the same Superman that we know. Yeah. So you've got to make me care about these characters before you put them through certain things. Or it's just going to be spectacle, just pure spectacle. Yep. And uh, this movie, we know these characters. We have seen them go through so much in the last eight years. I think somebody posted that today is the eighth year anniversary of Iron Man. Uh, that was... It was yesterday. I think that was Monday. Okay, sorry. I posted that on our feed. Right. Well, yeah. Monday. So we're, we're eight years into this whole experiment of a, of a combined universe. Right. And, and, you know... It's going pretty good so far. I think so. Tomorrow we'll find out how how good <laughs> the um, the the what's the word? Tomorrow will be kind of the culmination of of how this is going. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's even more build up into Infinity Wars, which is supposed to be the entire culmination of, actually, of everything. That's a great point. I was actually going when you you mentioned this news story. I think that's that's they they talked about deconstructing the Marvel universe after Infinity War. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Well, I think the interesting thing about it is, is what you could do is build to this three-phase, three almost phase trilogy, and then the third phase is going to end with this Infinity War. Trilophase. <laughs> and then at the end, uh, at the beginning of the next phase, you could do a lot more standalone stories yeah. and kind of reintroduce Like introduce new a new team. Exactly. Yeah. And I mean, they're doing that already with Phase 3, with introducing Spider-Man, Black Panther, uh, Ant-Man. Ant-Man was Phase 2. Technically. <laughs> but I still I find that a little weird, because it was after an Avengers movie. Yeah. Whatever. Um, well, when everybody... Screw you, Feige. When they were talking about, like, <laughs> usually uh, Phase ends after the Avengers movie, I'm like, there's literally only been one other Phase. Right. That does not make a correlation. Well, they have said that in interviews that the 
Avengers movies marked the end of a phase, a phase. And they said that about Ultron before they decided to make Ant-Man part of phase two. Yeah. But I still, it doesn't matter. Like, Ant-Man, whether it's part of phase two or phase three, it happened after an Avengers movie. It doesn't affect the story in one way or the other, what we call it. Yeah. Um, but I do think that after phase three is over, I think phase three is getting more and more complicated. I think Infinity War is going to be really hard to watch if you've never seen any of these movies before. Oh, jeez. Yeah. It's going to be real hard to understand what's going on. Oh, yeah. Because you cannot introduce all these characters in a meaningful way even with the two movies. You've got two movies to do it, and it's still really hard to introduce all these characters. Um, so I think that they're going to progress the story forward. Infinity War will kind of break the universe to some degree, and we're going to have to build back up the new team, and Phase 4 will almost be like a new Phase 1, I think. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think it might be interesting to note that uh, the Russo brothers said this week that they're – Definitely going to rebrand, not rebrand, but rename like the the Infinity Wars movies. They're not just going to be called Infinity War Part One and Part Two. Oh, interesting. Yeah, they're going to have different subtitled names for them. That's interesting. They're still going to be Avengers movies, but right? They're so they're going to be Avengers Infinity War something. <laughs> Or Avengers something, Avengers something else. Yeah, like Avenger, it might be something like Avengers Infinity Gauntlet and then Avengers Infinity War, like it was right. in the comics. We talked about that being the case when we were first uh, when we were first talking about all this. So. Yeah, yeah, we do we do really good um, presumption and forecasting. Sometimes we do, and sometimes our, uh, our listeners do too. Yeah, <laughs> every um, single time. Every single time. <laughs> now. Um, we were we were comparing we're comparing Civil War with the release for Age of Ultron, you know, a year ago. That's our most recent uh, big movie to to talk about. Avengers: Age of Ultron. If you look at it right now on Rotten Tomatoes, it is at seventy five percent, and it was rocking about eighty, like seventy five to eighty, eighty five percent in that range, if as I recall, uh, whenever it, like just before it came out, and it has maintained that that area. Uh, right now, Civil War is tracking 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. And, I mean, that's, that's still only 164 reviews that they've, that they've aggregated. And 12 of them say, or 12 of them are negative. So I need to go read 12 reviews, I guess. Or 11 other reviews mm-hmm. now. Which is, you know, that's a lot of my day tomorrow. It's going to be going on. I'm so busy at work right now. I can't do that. I, I don't have time for that. I don't have time for all that. I just, just I'm going to be a excited. VR, put on a VR headset while you're on the toilet and read it. It's pretty, it's a pretty sweet way to read things. I could just look at my phone, right? Not right in front of my face, right? Back in back in the day, I would do that, but now I have a VR headset. Oh my god! <laughs> Requires it's hands free. It's perfect, right? It's perfect for for morning morning uh, phone time. Yeah, morning toilet phone time, right? I mean, it's not gross. Everybody does it. Everybody uses their phone on the toilet these days. It's just a thing people do. That's true. And um, I'm just, I'm, I'm just taking it to the next level and using my VR headset on the toilet. Is that so wrong? <laughs> Maybe. I gotta say, I don't though, know. It's a little awkward. Pooping while watching Netflix. Okay, so I, I, I gotta explain to you first how these apps work. The Netflix app. On your on on your Oculus puts you in a virtual living room, so you've got and you can choose your settings. So you can choose to sit in a movie theater, or sit on the moon, and yeah. so it makes you re- it really does immersively feel like you're on the moon. Because if you look to the right or to the left, you just got open space all around you and craters and shit. 
And so you can and be shit. and shit. So yeah. you can be actually shitting and just like if you feel like you're shitting on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite crater right here. That's right. <laughs> I, uh, oh, low gravity poops. They're I wasn't the best. planning to share this with the podcast. I really don't like that we're talking about poop on a podcast. I don't. I, I'm not talking about poop here. We're not talking about poop. You've said the word like four times now. We're talking about the experience of using <laughs> a VR headset while on the toilet. It's sort of freeing. Like it's weird because when you're on the toilet, you always have like you're in an enclosed room. You know, you're always in an enclosed room, and it's like sort of freeing. I was like in a snowy tundra, <laughs> and I was like looking out over the snowy tundra. You're killing me. <laughs> you're killing me, Smalls. You're killing me. Stop it. I had to try it. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much. <laughs> uh, so we were talking about them with, with, the, with the movies. Yeah. What? Oh, yeah, movies, right. We were talking about the movies with, uh, with the writers, <laughs> talking about how it's going to be difficult for new people. Just Where did we go? I don't know. I totally lost your train of thought, though. Oh, my God. You mentioned pooping, and I had to talk about it. I did not. You probably did. No, you brought up, like, completely immersive movies. Oh, yeah. That seems like a long time ago. Or is that where this came from? I don't remember. All right, just go to the next news story. We'll be fine. No, you were talking about (laughs) reading stuff while on the toilet because I was... Super busy at work. God, too much. Okay. That's <laughs> you right. wanted to mention the last quote that they said. You're right. That was totally my fault. <laughs> it was. You wanted to mention the last quote that they said. <sighs> what did they say? Christopher Marcus said, This isn't a new thing. It's an ongoing story that's organically evolving movie to movie. In the beginning, I think Marvel did operate as, if this is your first one, it should be as fun as if it were your third one. But now it's an... It's a dense, ongoing novel at this point. Yeah. So look at it from that perspective. Don't expect it to be a standalone movie. Because honestly, it's not. It's a standalone universe. Yeah, so it's right? not really a standalone anything. <laughs> yeah. It's its own standalone movie universe. Certain movies stand alone within it pretty well. But That's fair. it is definitely not a standalone Like Guardians movie. of the Galaxy? Guardians of the Galaxy is definitely one of them. You know, we've got uh we've got a link from uh from set footage, like a stunt yeah. footage for Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, yeah. Um I'm going to post that on Facebook here later. Um, yeah. Do it. It looks like uh, there's a, it's a crowd running away from something that is shoving cars out of the way. It's pre flipping cars. Yeah, it's pre-visual effects and everything. But it looks like uh, it looks like it would be on the front of a truck, just like pushing cars out of the way, which has me thinking that it's like it's a very earthly looking setting, and it's on the same set where they found the thing that we talked about last week that was the Simon Williams Film Festival posters. Right. So I'm thinking that that is very likely um, a ship crashing, like a spaceship crashing on Earth. Yeah. Which. Kind of sounds really interesting, like they might be bringing the Guardians back to Earth. It sounds to me, I mean, based on the two things we've had, the these, but this and last week's, that the Guardians might be hitting Earth for for uh, for Guardians too, for part of it. I, I'm I'm willing to bet it's like at the end of it. You think? Like, yeah, like somebody is threatening Quill, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well, I'm gonna blow up Terra," and he has to come back, and they're fighting him. You know, kind of like the like they did with Xandar. Right. Right. Oh, that'd be cool. 
Yeah, I'm or, down. Or or they just have like a, they crash land on Earth and it's like a fish out of water story about the Guardians trying to live amongst the Earthlings. Nah, they've done that. <laughs> they've done that already. Have they? Yeah. I mean, it was the entire Thor movie. The first That's one. true. That's true. Good point. Yeah. They can't rehash at this point. Or, well, they're going to likely have to start rehashing. Yeah. But there's only so many stories to tell, uh, they say. They say there's like 10 plots, <laughs> which they, they repeat elements of the same story, but, you know. Yeah. They've done a good job of making them all very distinctive thus far. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, yeah. See, uh, we'll see how, you know, phase five or six goes. This next piece of news is <laughs> the piece of news I'm most excited about. I, as much as I'm excited about Civil War... I'm excited about the movie of Civil War, but nothing in the news this week sparked my interest as much as this. Marvel and Netflix have ordered a Punisher solo series starring John Bernthal as Frank Castle, and the showrunner is going to be Stephen Lightfoot, or Steve Lightfoot. Steve Lightfoot, who did work on Hannibal? Correct? He did work on Hannibal, yes. I never saw Hannibal, but now I want to go watch it. Just I hear because... a lot of good things about Hannibal. Yeah, I have too. I've heard a lot of people talking about that since they've been mentioning him for various Marvel things. Um, yeah, uh, I am so pumped for a Punisher series. Completely on board with that. Yes, yes, yes. Because like, there's there's talk of like he could show up in the Defenders, which is you know very likely he could at least make an appearance in the Defenders. And then he can go off and do his own, like, go kill all the criminals kind of thing. Like, he had his own little story. Like, what was Micro, or, sorry, what was the disc about Micro? Was that his his buddy that, you know, is the tech guy that they mentioned in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D.? Is he going to go meet up with him? Is he going to get a battle van? Yeah. Like, what's he going to do? And there's so much that the Punisher can go and do. And like with it being a Netflix series, they could go real dark with like the Punisher max comic line. Yeah. And I, I feel like Punisher would have to be the darkest of these shows. Maybe so. I don't think, I think it'll have to be darker than daredevil (laughs) and probably darker than Jessica Jones. Jessica Jones was already pretty dark, man. Agreed. Agreed completely. But we are talking about the guy who did Hannibal here. Yeah, that's fair. And the one, the one thing I've heard about that show is that um, the guy who uh, – they some some people have talked about how they couldn't believe how much they got away with on Hannibal for it being network television. Yeah. <laughs> so if, they, if they're putting him on Netflix now. People have talked about that with The Walking Dead, though, too. Like, they get away with a lot. Yeah, that's not on network television. Is the AMC not? No, it's uh, it's cable. Oh. Oh, yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Difference. Got like, it. like, I forget. I don't know what channel I am. Hannibal was on. It was like on one of the one of the four networks or whatever. One of the big the, four. Yeah, like on TV that everyone gets in their house that the FCC has control over. So NBC, NBC, gotcha. Yeah. Oh, that's why I was thinking of that. Oh God, Mads Mikkelsen okay. is is the is Hannibal in that series. Oh, okay, he, and he is our uh, our our protagonist. Sorry, our antagonist in Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. Later gotcha. this year. Neat. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. They like to bring people from the same series together, I guess. They do. They do. Hey, that's another uh, Benedict Cumberbatch connection to the Defenders universe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Real loose. Real loose connection. Yes, I agree. Like, his bad guy's old showrunner's going to be the showrunner for a spinoff of the... No. 
No. Hey, it's it's it's, it's, it's a loose connection, but it's there. It's like it's six like degrees a, of Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's I was just gonna no. say that. It's like six degrees of Benedict. <laughs> Benedict Bacon sounds just more like a breakfast food. Bacon dicked. <laughs> Actually, yeah. Um, they called me in college. <laughs> You know the uh, the breakfast food eggs Benedict. Yeah, I, uh, I made a, a riff on that. That instead of using uh, Canadian bacon, I used regular bacon, mm-hmm. and also included spinach that was kind of sautéed up with some with some minced garlic and spiced up my hollandaise a little bit more. And I called it eggs bacon dict because you know that's how I roll. Nice, I like it. It was real good. <laughs> real good. Anyway. Last news story that I have um, pulled out solo style is uh, USA Today had Fandango poll over a thousand uh, Civil War ticket purchasers, like the people who have pre-purchased, and they asked, who do you want to see that's a supporting character in the MCU have their own solo movie? Black Widow was the like reigning victor of that poll. Oh wow. Forty eight percent of people polled want Black Widow to have her own movie. Who else the, was on the list? The distant second place was the vision with fifteen percent. Oh wow. Wow, wow, wow. Get it, Black Widow. Right? <laughs> Damn. I I saw that in the news doc here. And I did not know that that's how they asked the question. That's a incredible yeah. that's an incredible statistic. Forty eight percent. Uh, people chose her uh, off the list of characters. Yeah. Of course, the other characters were Sitwell. <laughs> and, um, no, it was, uh, it was The Vision and Scarlet Witch and uh, War Machine and Falcon. They all had, like, Vision had 15%. Um, I believe that War Machine had, like, 6%. I'm not 100% okay. on that. I'm not, not absolutely That's certain. Okay. But still. Forty-eight percent, as opposed to fifteen. She like, kicked everybody's ass. Yeah, as she does, as she's known to do. And I think, I think her in a solo movie would be pretty good. I would like to see her more in a uh, in a, a a Netflix series, to where we could get some of that backstory on like the ballet place yeah. and the red room where she was trained. And I would love to see a Netflix. Her series. time in the KGB would be awesome to mm-hmm. to learn about. And uh, I like, don't think we could get, and we could have Hawkeye support Scarlett Johansson. Into a Netflix series, not a full series anyway. But I mean, huge stars do limited runs these days. Like, yeah, um, Tom Hiddleston just did a did a show like an eight ep- six episode run on AMC for High some, Rise. Uh, yeah, yeah, High Rise. Um, and then you think about like a True Detective on HBO. They had Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey for eight episodes. Like that's that kind of stuff is doable these days. Yeah, and um, Hawkeye had mentioned because I'm sorry. Jeremy Renner <laughs> had mentioned <laughs> Hawkeye mentioned. Yeah. Jeremy Renner had mentioned when uh, when people were saying like Hawkeye needs his own thing, he needs to be his own in a solo thing. He was like, Yeah, that's really cool. I would love to do a Netflix series because either you're doing big production movies or you're doing Netflix series, and that's like the bread and butter of the of the industry right now. And I was thinking, yeah, that would actually be really good to have like a Black Widow solo series and then have like him show up later yeah. to to recruit her. Oh man. Maybe have his own series. They could just do like a little um super agents of shield. Let me ask you what you think of this. What do you think of an a uh, Black Widow series on Netflix that does not star Scarlett Johansson? I don't know about that, man. What about like a 19-year-old Natasha Romanoff? Well, the thing is in Age of Ultron they showed 
her, like Scarlett Johansson. Oh, did they? Like with her. Just de-aged a little bit. Sort of. It was mostly just that they gave her bangs. Yeah. A really terrible haircut. Yeah. Like she's 19 because she doesn't know how to do her hair. Right, right. Well, my my point is um, like Scarlett Johansson could probably still pull off 19 if she wanted to. She's a gorgeous woman. Yeah. But uh, they could pick like someone who kind of favors her who's around 19 and tell that story of her leaving the KGB and joining S.H.I.E.L.D. Like that's a story I would love to hear told. Yeah. Yeah, like um, what drove her to that? Yeah, or even like a, through flashbacks. Like, what if what if the series kind of like a uh, <laughs> this is gonna sound stupid, but like a young Indiana Jones series where you've got a little bit of like flash forward to a future version of her, like thinking back on her childhood. So Scarlett Johansson might appear, but like the story is about a young, her younger self. Yeah, I don't know. That, that that might work. Thinking about ways to make it work that would uh. W- would not be as expensive as having a full series with Scarlett. Just Johansson. have Scarlett Johansson on it. Like, yeah. That's all we need. They got that I Marvel. Mean, I'm, down. I'm sorry, they got that Disney money. I was about to say they, they got that Marvel the, money. They do have the Disney money. Um, and I mean, yeah. Disney's got that Star Wars money. So like, it's, the funding is there. We were discussing it before we came on air, and I think I would pay like oh, yeah. six or seven bucks a month for a exclusively Marvel uh, streaming service. Yeah. Absolutely. Like if they put on all of the all of all of the Marvel content up till now that I could rewatch at any time, all of the movies, all of the uh the shows, and then everything that comes out Marvel came out on that show on that on that all the Netflix series, all of the uh all of the T V shows just came directly from Marvel's everything that came from Marvel Studios showed up on a streaming service. Just that. Maybe throw the cartoons in to wrangle the kids. Yeah. Uh but uh, just the live action stuff, I would absolutely pay a monthly fee to get those. And think if like um, if they released it on that streaming platform a little bit earlier than the like the DVD release because they oh, already yeah. they already do digital releases earlier. Well, like, I, w- I would want them to release it day it comes out. Like, yeah. like I would say like a, like a Hulu situation where they're releasing it <laughs> as it comes out, not like a Netflix we have to wait a year. If I'm paying one, if I'm paying for just one company's movies i want them to come to me all the time yeah well obviously like a movie would have to wait probably like a month after it hits theaters movies yeah that, yeah. Would, that would be neat yeah that would be something that would be all right yeah and the kind of people that would be paying for it are the kind of people that would uh gonna go see your movie multiple times anyway in theaters yeah <laughs> so yeah we're a bunch of sweaty nerds like that although that would make people go you know what i can wait a month yeah, exactly. You, there's the balance of that. Because you always have to decide how soon to release a movie after its release. But then again, that would clear out the theaters of the filthy casuals, you know? Cause like, True. Well, like, when... Uh, but I don't think we want that. I think we want the budgets to be uh, up in the... That's fair. Know. That's fair. But when Iron Man 2 came out, and they, they had that after credit sequence where... Um, they showed Thor's hammer for the first time. Yeah. Everybody in the theater with me lost their minds. Me most of all. <laughs> I went and saw that movie three more times trying to get a picture of it so that I could use it as my phone background. It took me until the fourth viewing to actually get it. But I nailed it and I was so happy. But like, our, like my theater went crazy. And then movies here lately just have not been as raucous a receiving i don't know why hmm i don't know if that's true i think you may just be going to the wrong theater i guess so i don't know man i guess uh i guess going to the imax 3d one is going to be the um 
kind of getting back to my roots of you know crazy fans. Yeah, I don't know. I don't I know. If, so. I don't know which one will be more fans: the ones who have to see it at seven o'clock, like me, me that's going to be the first ones in there, or the ones who go to eleven to pay all of the money. True, but I don't think paying money. Okay, yeah, it's that, my dedication. <laughs> I'm like, hey, Marvel, shut up and take my money. <clears throat> anyway, so uh, some of this, uh, we had a few feedbacks about some of these news items, I think. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Nathaniel Muzzy hit us up on Facebook saying uh, it's looking good for Most Wanted. Uh, just He posted it, an article that's talking about the Marvel's Most Wanted pilot and uh, uh, other pilots getting strong, uh, positive buzz. Yeah. Kind of uh, in the beginning of pilot season. Although there was an article earlier this week that kind of, uh, I think it was Tuesday or Monday, I'm not sure. Anyway, uh, earlier this week that basically said that it's not, it's like, it's casting doubt on um, Most Wanted and Agent Carter is likely done. Oh, And that's pretty negative. They're just saying that the, the interest is cooling on it, that they're not as positive as they were, which right. I don't know what they're basing that on, but... I, I'm sure they do all kinds of surveys and stuff, but yeah, what I, I they didn't cite anything is the problem that I have right. with that article. Oh yeah, yeah, that's that's the worst. So like, I can't, I can't say that that's substantiated in either way. I just, I, I'm, I'm just gonna wait until they announce it, and I want it to happen, obviously, because it's in my universe and that's my fandom, and I'm really excited about getting Adriana Paliki back and Nick Blood back. Because they're awesome. And then Delroy Lindo as Dominic Fortune would be really cool. I just, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to do. Yeah. I look forward to them trying on me, though. <laughs> I will accept it. Um, next up, <clears throat> Paul G. Villaverde said on Facebook, Hey, guys, don't know if you caught this, but the latest WHIH video threw in an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. reference in the news ticker. Uh, Transia Corporation announces interim CEO. Transia Corp, as you may recall, was the company that Malik and Hive took over a few episodes back. It's a nice little nod, but let's hope this is just the start. I did actually post on or posted that video. Which yeah, our like, events and Agents of Shield are getting uh, what was it validation? Yeah, they're at least validated in the promotional material for the movies. Yeah, like the viral the lead movies. Uh, and we'll have a lot to talk about tonight when we get to the Shield episode about what what how they're tying it in. Tonight's time was pretty weird. Yeah. It was a little odd. I think we can go ahead and talk about it a little bit. There was no tie-in. There was no tie-in. All they did was mention it over and over. Of course, the last two years, um, or the previous year on um, the first first season, they didn't tie it in until after the fact anyway. So we'll see what happens in the movie, and then we'll get a real sense of what's going on. Well, yeah, the synopsis uh, for next week's episode has something like after the, or in the aftermath of Civil War. Okay, yada, so yada. so it, so it will it will somehow affect probably, but yeah. <clears throat> Aaron Hecker said to us on uh, on Facebook, "I can't help but consume as much Civil War content as I can." And he posted <laughs> one of the clips. I yeah, there's so many clips going around. I've stopped watching it all. There's like five or six or seven clips out now. Yeah, I've stopped watching it about three weeks ago. So. I got so mad when they started putting out more. Like they were dropping like one or two a day, and that's I was crazy. like, "Stop!" And I like I like all the WHIH stuff. Like that's nice and coy, and it mentions the movie without giving anything away. Like yeah, I like that. It's kind of like it's building the it's building the foundation of the world. Like yeah, I hope that it's not 
to the point to where you have to watch the WIH or WHIH stuff in order to actually understand what's going on. But oh, like, obviously, not. I really no wanted way. to just give more depth to the situation that they already explain a little bit. Yeah, there, there's no way they would do that. There's yeah. no way they won't even let the shows have things that you have to know to watch the movies. They're so def- why would they do that for a Twitter feed? Yeah, they're definitely not going to do it for a random Twitter feed. Uh, while the Twitter feed it's, is cool, it's not random. Yeah, it's got Leslie you, Bibb. You know what I mean. I do know what you mean. Noel hit us up on Twitter. Said uh, at MCU cast, really, really enjoying the cat movie replays, and not just because my Yay. feedback is in one some, uh, wink emoticon. <laughs> Can't believe Captain America: Civil War is almost here! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! Exclamation mark! We can't either, Noel. We can't either. And yeah, that's fun. It's your, almost your time. Wasn't there? Yeah, it's it's so much fun to look back at year or two ago and all those cat recaps uh, that we posted. Uh, it's just kind of fun to be like. Oh, yeah, I did say that thing. <laughs> that, that is how I felt two years ago. And I still feel that way. <laughs> I don't know that I've... I don't think I've grown. I don't... <laughs> I've showed no personal growth in a year's time. Uh, CBNSC uh, said to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, listening to the recaps, y'all's commentary made me realize how little credit I, have, I gave Cap 1. Have to do my own recapping now. Yeah, you do. If you, you know what? Did not give enough credit to Cap One. If we saved at least one, even one opinion on Cap One, then it was a mission accomplished. Cap One, when we did our rewatch of Cap One, it was the probably the standout. I always liked Captain America One, but yeah. like it, it is one of my favorites of the whole of the whole MCU. And oh yeah, it's up there with Iron Man. As a, as an introduction introductory movie to the universe, I was almost doing a live tweet kind of thing this weekend when I was when I was watching Cap One. Yeah, I was tweeting on our Twitter feed, just saying that um, this recap is getting me tearing up already. And um, the one thing that that I was really focusing on was Doctor Erskine when he said, "No matter what happens tomorrow, I need you to maintain who you are. Not a perfect soldier." but a good man. Yeah. And I was like, he's still doing that. He's living for his, or like he's doing everything he can to save his friend. He's not being a perfect soldier and following orders and going right. with the accords or whatever. Like he's being a good person and not letting somebody take the fall for something. Yeah. That's the Captain America ethos is all about. He knows what's right. And generally he does know what's right. And, um, like he's not, he's not letting any gov- he didn't let a government tell him what to do in any of these movies. Yeah. As much as he is Captain America, he is he's like he's not just a blind soldier ever. Yeah. The very, the very from the very beginning, he they wanted him to be a promotional tool yeah. and he decided to actually go fight a war. Yep. It's pretty great. He just went out on his own and saved they, people. And then they wanted to 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 let Hydra take control, and he wouldn't stand for that either. And he wouldn't stand for <laughs> Shield and all its secrets. Ah, <laughs> uh, now he's not going to stand for Tony's bullshit. <laughs> that's absolutely true. That's that's so true. Like if you remember in uh, in Age of Ultron when Tony was like, we uh, when he was saying like, isn't that why we we fight the fight so that we can go home so that like we can win the war and we can go home? And he just rips the log in half, and he's like, every time. Somebody tries to win a war before it begins. Innocent people die every time. Like, he's not standing for Tony's bullshit. Any of it. 
you know, like any of it. supposed to study history or like doomed to repeat it. And he's lived history. Yeah. He like, he was there and it's just so cool. Chris says to us on Twitter at MCU cast. I'm really enjoying the rewatch episodes. Notice your number is five, seven, three. You guys based out of Columbia. We are not. <laughs> uh, we are based out of Birmingham, Alabama. Uh, but Google voice, uh, you can. It's pretty neat. You can get a Google Voice number. It's free. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but to do it, all you have to do is put in your what you want it to say, and we put in MCU Cast. Unfortunately, there was no number that said MCU Cast. There was only a number that said Cast MCU. So that's yeah. our number, and that's just what they assigned to us. Yeah. So we are five seven three Cast MCU. Yeah. <clears throat> Woo. <laughs> Next up, uh, Yoda Hughes says to us on Twitter, at MCU cast, just got home from seeing Captain America Civil War. Jerk. (laughs) (laughs) And oh my god, this film was epic. Can't wait to hear your thoughts. Best movie yet, exclamation mark times two. I've heard that from multiple people, that this is the best, best movie yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Well, uh, the review on CBR stated that it was everything that we've ever wanted in a superhero movie and more. It's awesome. And I'm like, that's wait. Really oh my weird. gosh, it's so soon. It's tomorrow. Ah, we are now 23 hours away from me watching it. From you watching it. 28 hours for you, because you're a dummy and got tickets to a late showing. It's 27 hours. It's at 11. All right. Jerk. Anyway. Brandon said to us on uh, on Twitter, at MCUcast, just occurred to me that Loki is in possession of two Infinity Stones at the same time during the Avengers opening scene. Hashtag big deal. That is crazy. I I had never thought of that. Um, Brandon makes a great point. He was a very powerful being at that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And the Avengers took him down. Yeah. Yeah. So Thanos is going to have three times that amount of Infinity Stones. Yeah. In the gauntlet. And um, Ultron had no Infinity Stones. (laughs) Yeah. At all. None at all. I mean, he he does have the, uh, does he have the Mind Gym at some point? Or do they, the For a little bit. Hydra has it, and then the Avengers take it from Hydra. Yeah, the Hydra had it, the Avengers took it from them, and then he took it from the Avengers and took it to, um, <clears throat> he took it to... That lab, and they made a body and all that stuff with his... With Helen Cho, Dr. Helen Cho. Gotcha. And he broke it down and pulled the gem out, and they made the Vision's body. Yeah. That's how that happened. Yeah. Uh, Joey Cozina said to us on Twitter, at MCU cast, OMG, three exclamation marks. That was the best two and a half hours of my life. Oh, my God. I can't contain myself. Hashtag team cap. Captain America face emoji. <laughs> that, you know, that was an option. How do you do a Captain America face emoji? Carefully. It might be what's after team or hashtag team cap. I don't know. That's, a, that's awesome. Uh, I am so excited for this movie. Let's talk about the hype train some more. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, I don't think we have anything else that's okay. train. <laughs> and the train ran, ran to a... No, the train's going, Slow man. rumble. <laughs> what do we got next? The train kind of faded to the background. Uh, Cargo Manshark said to us on Twitter, at MCU cast, regarding whitewashing, MCU isn't terrible on diversity, but could be a lot better, especially with depiction of Asians. We're not all evil ninjas. <laughs> That's true. Uh, are there any that aren't evil ninjas in in the MCU? Yeah, Shang Chi. Shang Chi is the, the master of kung fu. Which uh, there's been in, rumor that in MCU. 
Okay, maybe not, not in yet. MCU. Not yet. That's what I'm saying. Any that are not evil ninjas? Yes. We literally just talked about Dr. Helen Cho. Oh, that's true. Yeah. Dr. Helen Cho is not. A very brilliant medical researcher. I'm trying, to, th- I'm trying, to, g- I'm trying to give some, you know, are there any, are there any Asians that they're not uh, treating poorly or whitewashing? They're not either evil or whitewashed <laughs> so far. Helen Cho, we got one. Well, I mean, there's there's rumor that Shang Chi is going to be in the sure. Iron there's Fist rumor. Series. There's rumors in the Iron Fist series. I hear you. There's rumors, but we're trying to we're talking God, about facts you're here. You're a jerk, right and that's now. not doesn't exist yet. They're filming. We're trying. We're trying to see if car, how much of a point Cargo Man Shark has. I mean, and the, it seems like it has a pretty solid point. Yeah, it's a pretty solid point that uh, that Asians are not very well represented in in film at all. To be honest, but yeah. you know the the MCU is is a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. And the, I, I I totally get your point, Cargo Man Shark. Uh, we, uh, you know, I I guess I when I think of diversity, I'm thinking of it in a global sense about however how they how they treat all races um, and how they include diversity, which I think they've been pretty good with. We talked about that last week, but uh, you know, the uh, it is true that. Uh, they don't. They they have not treated Asians that well. Um, and his next statement is also women is not a minority. And I would say to that, neither is Asian people. If you want to <laughs> go in the global sense. <laughs> oh, I get it. Because China there's has m- the highest population of any country I ever. Think there's more Asian people than there are any other peoples. Like all, combined, all, yeah, I believe so. I mean, Asia is a really, it's a big really continent. big place with us. With like China's there, Russia is a huge country. Yeah, like there's a lot of people in Asia, quote unquote. Yeah, so I'm just saying, I think that if we're going to go with that, neither is uh, neither neither are Asians. If you mean in America, then yeah, Asians are a minority here. Yeah, um, and women are not technical minority, as in the number of them, but the 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 term minority is used for a downtrodden group, yeah. and women are downtrodden in some ways, um, <clears throat> not treated fairly. God, the words that you use. That's my company's slogan is treated fairly. <laughs> so like everything that they send out is hashtag treated fairly. It sounds like Waylon Yutani. It's awful. I feel like you work for an evil organization. <laughs> I do. They do. I don't know why. They do insurance. Oh, That's yeah, definitely evil. evil. <laughs> um, but no, no, totally, totally get your point. Uh, Cargo Man Shark. Uh, hopefully they will do better with the Iron Fist series coming and with uh, and even with Doctor Strange. We don't know what the Ancient One's going to have be like. Or She's going to be Celtic. Yes. But we that, know that... That version of her. Wong is also going to be in there. And he's being played by Benedict Wong. So, fitting name for that character to yeah. be played by. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, there's been... The kind of like rumble on the internet of like, oh, they better not make Wong just a manservant. Like, obviously not. We don't want just an Asian guy to be the uh, the go the go to you know manservant kind of character. Like, he needs to be Stephen Strange's confidant and and like best friend and helper, which he is. And you know that's in, that's what he is. You know, in comics. Given talk talking about Cargo Mentor's point about how uh, Asians aren't treated that well, even when you're talking about diversity and how we were talking about other races and women being treated pretty well in the MCU. It is true that we have had women and other, other raced uh, people other than whites uh, be, be in, in, in all these different roles. We still haven't had a lead of a movie that isn't a white male. (laughs) 
Am I wrong? Nope. Yep. All white males. All white males. 13 movies, all white males. That is a bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I mean, Black Panther's coming out next. True. They need to get on Black Panther. They need to get on Black Widow. And they need to get on something that's not named Black. <laughs> Captain Marvel and Black Panther are coming out around the same time, right before and right around the Infinity War cool. area. Um, yeah, they, 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 haven't, they really haven't done a good job of representing as a main character. I mean, we do have Agent Carter, which is a television show. That is the main character, and arguably the main character of Agents of Shield is not is not a, is not a male. Uh, Daisy is Daisy. arguably the main character. Uh, um, yeah, there's a lot of main characters. Like May is a chief character. Yeah, she's the, Asian, and that, there you go. She's not an May, evil ninja. May, May is definitely not an evil ninja. Chloe Bennett is, is Chinese pop star. She is kind of a ninja. She is a bit of a ninja, but she's not <laughs> an evil ninja. No, she's, a not an ninja. Evil. she's a good ninja. She's a good ninja. Oh, that's silly. Um, so let's move on and stop all this crazy, silly talk where we could get ourselves in trouble. Yeah, I, I, I think we've talked mostly, <laughs> mostly all right. <laughs> if we've said anything of offense, we apologize. We definitely don't mean offense. Yeah, it's all it's Matt's always fault. tricky because we are both white males. This podcast is so whitewashed. <laughs> <laughs> we really need to get some uh, diversity yeah, in this podcast. There it is. There's that time when we're just going downhill. I knew it was coming. <laughs> Chris Caton said to us. Can you talk about the current whereabouts of the Infinity Stones? Just wondering in which movie will we see Thanos start to collect them? I've also been seeing a lot about whitewashing today on Twitter. Lots of people that are slamming Marvel for Doctor Strange would go insane had Marvel not changed the Mandarin character in Iron Man 3. Hmm. Let's first talk about the Infinity Stones and then try to forget about the second part, okay? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, we've talked enough about the whitewashing. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Um, to be fair, the Mandarin in comics was the very exceptionally stereotypical, right? Scheming Asian, like ah, oh, Iron Man, Tony Stark. I'm going like not something that you want in in film at <laughs> okay. all. Okay, let me just point out the voice you just did. It was in print, man. That voice was you. You were reading it. No, that that's the voice <laughs> that they used in uh, in one of the video games. Oh yeah, yeah. It's rough. I think it was. Uh, I was just picking on you. It's fine. Um, I hear what you were saying. He was the stereotypical scheming Asian blah, blah, blah that was was somehow acceptable at that time. Yeah, um, like, which, like Big Trouble okay. in Little China. Right. Similar to that kind of character. Right, right, right. Which was, you know, not awesome. Anyway, yeah. so Thanos is going to start collecting the Infinity Stones in the first Infinity War movie. Like, that's – he has to. There, um, there have been – I mean, he could start before that. I – Doubt it. I think that they're with the with Doctor Strange and Thor Ragnarok. They're setting the stage more than anything. They're they're just showing where the other two are. Because right now we've got the orb, which is at Xandar. Uh, we was the Power Stone. We have the Ether, which is the, ether, the collector's collection, which is in the collector's collection, which got blown up by the Power Stone. Um, um, well, we actually don't know if that was the same collection. He's only got one. We don't know that. He's only got one. It looked completely different. So I would say that it could have been even a different planet where he has he has stuff stored. I don't think it looked different. I thought it did. Nah. Anyway, so with the collector, effectively, um, and that was the that was the reality gem, wasn't it? 
I think so. I think so. Um, the Tesseract is in Odin's treasure vault, and it was the, the space, space gem. And space gem! Get it? Yeah. Like the movie Stop. Michael Jordan? I get it. Go ahead. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and then there's, uh, there's the Mind Stone, which was... Is it the Mind Stone or is it the Soul Stone? We don't know. We're not sure. There, those, 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 all of those things have not actually been said. Yeah. Or even if they're going to have powers that are specific to the stone, they could just be all part of the same blah, blah, blah. Like that, they've, they've even said in the past they're not exactly going with the exact comic book origins of the Infinity Stone. So. Yeah. Well, that one we'll that see. we're not sure. It came out of Loki's scepter, the, the scepter that was given to him by Thanos, and that is in the Vision's forehead. Yes. So, so those four we know. The other two we do not. We have speculated ad nauseum. Um, we actually, someone, the next person down, uh, Jay says, Soul Gem could equal H for Heimdall. It could be the yellow gem. He has uh, yellow eyes. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> um, That's that what Jay said. Maybe. On Twitter. Uh, so, so there's, At this point, anything is a possibility. Yeah. We do think that it's going to be spelled by certain letters, right? H and N? I mean, that's what the internet says, and I've, I've yet to see anything that counters that. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uh, if you don't know this, um, the, 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 the letters to, the word, to Thanos so far are starting to spell based on, uh, be spelled based on um, where, the, where the gems were found. Yeah, like what object the gem is contained in. The orb? So got, yeah, we've got Tesseract, nothing for H yet. Uh, we've got Aether. Aether for A. For A. Uh, we're not sure on N, which we're thinking necklace for the time gem in Doctor Strange. Possibly. Possibly. Uh, the orb in Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Of and then Scepter from... Uh, Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron. So I don't think that's like something they're ever going to like figure out on screen. I think that's just like a nice little nod to the fans that seems to be have been figured out over time. Yeah, it's not like they're going to be like, oh, this spells out Thanos. Yeah, what it's, is not like that? Gonna, it's not like they're going to. And then be, he shows up. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, what? That would, we said Thanos three times. Oh no! <laughs> Beetle Thanos. Beetle Thanos. Beetle Thanos. <laughs> Thanos juice. Yeah, Beetle Thanos is better. I don't think you should go with Thanos juice. That sounds like something totally different. Moving on. <laughs> uh, so Chris Wisdom said to us on Facebook, <laughs> high praise from Mr. Smith. The uh, the race to $1 billion starts soon. Will BVS's head start matter? Check out that <laughs> Kevin Smith's tweet. Uh, Kevin Smith, the um, iconic director and filmmaker, said, uh, watched Captain America Civil War in amazing 40X USA theater. Easily the greatest comic book movie ever made. Best Spidey flick, too. Loved. Nice. All caps. Thank you, Chris Wisdom, and thank you, Kevin Smith, for your feedback as well. Uh, I'm just going to pretend like he tweeted us that. Yeah, he tweeted that at us. Yeah, that's, uh, that's pretty awesome. Uh, and I think Chris, Chris Wisdom says here, high praise from Smith, race to $1 billion starts soon. I don't think BVS is going to make it. They're st- I, I think they're still they're, sitting in the 800 range. They are. They, they're saying that it's looking like they're going to cap out around 875 or so. Oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. I mean, we're talking Batman versus Superman, two of the biggest box office draws ever, and they did not pull this off. Yeah, they're at uh, world ri- worldwide right now. They're sitting at 863. 
That is just Marvel is already a quarter of the way there, and they haven't opened here yet. <laughs> yeah. They haven't opened in America. It is not even opening weekend yet, and their worldwide box office total is a quarter of BVSs. <laughs> yeah, over a quarter, actually. That is stupid. <laughs> it's so that crazy. That is so stupid. And they're going to open here for at least 190 to 200 million. So that's another roughly a quarter of that BVS number in the first like two weeks, or the, the first the opening weekend, and then like domestic first week. That's insane. Yeah, they're they're going to. I have a feeling if the movie is as good as everyone's saying it is, which I don't know, we'll see. Um, I have a feeling it's not going to be as not going to be nearly as stark a drop off. Uh, yeah, there was something like a seventy percent drop off. Yeah, like the, the first, first week. week, it's re- it was real. It was real rough. It was real, real rough. Uh, Anna Bacon said to us on uh, on Facebook was just rewatching Age of Ultron and the visions uh, Wanda gives everyone made me wonder, wouldn't Cap's biggest regret slash fear be about Bucky, especially since Winter Soldier was the previous movie? I would say no, uh, based on based on what happened. So in the movie. Uh, his greatest fear slash regret she gives him. Uh, she she gives him something to make him doubt himself or something like that. I, I forget exactly what the what the deal was. It's just his fear. His fear. So yeah. so he sees he comes back home to see Peggy and all of his people there, and then it all dis- they all disappear. Yeah, he's dancing with Peggy, and then it flashes, and everybody's gone. I think that's the greatest loss of his life. And the thing about Bucky is he is still alive. Even though he does regret what happened to Bucky, like, there's still, still save him. as much hope. Or he thinks that he can still save him. Yeah, absolutely. His, his whole goal right now is to save Bucky. That's like his... And, and how hopeful he is, he probably just imagines, okay, this is my next mission, and I'm going to fulfill it. I'm going to go f- save my friend. Yeah. I think in a way, like, uh, of all of the people that he had in his past, Bucky is the one he has the least regrets about because at least he can actually have, I don't know, he can still he can still live a life with Bucky in it. Like, yeah. he's the man at a time. He lost everyone he ever knew. That empty ballroom is... The entire world died. See, I, I think of it as because it was still in uh, what looked like 1940s time, like time frame as far as decoration, decorum, like the same room. Yeah. It looked a lot like it felt to me, at least, that it was him coming back and him being the only one that made it back. Like he didn't save everybody. Huh. Like he was strong enough to to beat the bad guy and win the war and do all the things, but he wasn't strong enough to save everybody in the process. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And I, then there's the possibility that that you know, is a that's he, a deeper way of looking at it. I don't know that that's what they meant, but I but it's interesting. Just because Peggy Carter, he he didn't have to save her; she lived. You know. Yeah. Um, so it's not like she's one of the dead from World War Two. One of the fallen. She she's still in in bed and forgetting who he is. That was the worst. Oh, that broke my heart uh, into a million tiny little pieces. Yeah. When uh, she like she looks back or she like she kind of glazes over a little bit and then looks back at him. Steve, you're alive. You made it back. And he just you can see the heartbreak on his face. Yeah, she must do it every time he visits. Yeah. Oh God. And he says, I couldn't leave my best girl. Not when she owes me a dance. 
and I die. I'm <laughs> yeah. dying right now. I cried. It was it was pretty impressive. Oh, the like Russo's baby man had me in tears in the first few moments of that you know that episode. Um, it's really well done. Episode? Yeah, episode of the Marvel Cinematic Universe <laughs> show. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, uh, Jacob Brasberry says to us on Twitter, at MCUcast, I would love to see season four of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. be about a Skrull invasion. And I will have to say that that would be cool and all, uh, except that the Skrulls are currently tied to the Fantastic Four movie rights that Fox has. Although, there have been so much speculation about them coming back to, That's true. to Marvel. And if they came back... Then we could have a Kroll versus Scree war. Wow. Kroll versus Scree? Yeah, I mixed them up. Scroll versus Cree war on Earth. Are those in very different parts of the galaxy? Do we have any idea where they are in relation to each other? Um, there's never In the really, comics. There's never really been a map All right. well, <laughs> laid out. Well, when I was a kid, I had a map of the Star Trek universe up on my wall. So yeah, but you were like a saying. real sweaty Star Trek nerd. I also realized years later that it was a 2D map, and that makes no sense. Yeah, yeah. Because so... space is three-dimensional. <laughs> yep. It actually wasn't. It was kind of 3D-ish, but it's still basically the four quadrants were like laid out, and everyone had uh, space based on just their like their very defined lines like it was a two-dimensional map and i was like this makes no sense now that I'm an adult. <laughs> this but is, this just this adds nothing to value <laughs> i remember looking at it and watching like voyager's about right there right now and d space nine's over here and this is going oh man it's good times <laughs> oh you're silly so it's a so scrolls I don't know about season four because that's real soon. And so if the whole deal happens, it's probably not going to happen in, in, in that time frame. Uh, they probably already have season four planned out, I would guess. I don't know. Um, I mean, they, they have been renewed for another season. Yeah, so I'm assuming they're already thinking about where they're going. Um, I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, and know? I'm also really <laughs> hoping James is involved in season four. Yes. James is, uh, I don't know. I, he's our gambit. <laughs> I almost hate that I like him so much because I feel like he's just such a character designed to be liked. Yeah. He's the gambit slash Sawyer slash Wolverine slash like, uh, he's just like this. He's an anti-hero with an attitude. He's a drunk Australian. It's so, just... He's an Australian. I was redundant there. I'm sorry. <laughs> he He's just so great. And I really enjoy watching him. And I almost feel like I'm being duped into liking him because he's just made to be so likable. You know what I mean? Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah, no, know. yeah, it's absolutely right. <laughs> I like, uh, we'll talk about it in the episode, but just yeah, what we're, happened we're with him. To that. I like that a lot. Yeah, me too. Um, me too. Last bit of general feedback. Uh, Joe Sanders said to us on Facebook, Aw, I miss Jeff shouting spoilers into the mic after the spoiler countdown. Well, you know what? Just for you, Joe. We're going to bring it back this week. We're going to bring it back today. We're going to bring it back right now, actually. Well, get to it. After I say these things, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast in partnership with 45 Magazine and a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. You can find us at mcucast.com, at mcucast on Twitter, facebook.com slash mcucast, mcucast at gmail.com, or you can call and leave us a voicemail at 573-CAST-MCU. If you'd like to help us out, subscribe on iTunes, and if you're looking for a similar podcast in the same vein, but for all the DC shows and movies and things, check out DC On Screen. They're our buddies. Uh, All right, guys, we're going to go into the spoiler section. Uh, We'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back, 
everybody. Uh, we're going to go into our spoiler section tonight and talk about Season 3, Episode 19 of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Failed Experiments. You know what uh, progress requires? Experimentation. Yeah. Spoilers in 3, 2, one. Daisy's gone batshit crazy. Right? <laughs> what the fuck, Daisy? What the fuck? Oh my gosh, this one, that was rough. Uh, how about you give us that, that synopsis? Let's go through the rundown. Our team continues to pursue Hive. He has Daisy and they want her back. So they embark on a mission to kill Hive. Meanwhile, Hive is embarking on a mission of his own to recreate the experiment that created the Inhumans and himself in the first place. When he hits a roadblock in his progress, he realizes the only way to create new Inhumans is to use live Kree blood. As S.H.I.E.L.D. infiltrates his base, he uses an ancient Kree artifact to summon Kree Reapers who are bent on killing all Inhumans. They all converge on the small town in Wyoming at the same time, and a battle ensues among the Kree and the Inhumans while S.H.I.E.L.D. watches on helplessly against other or against either foe. Both Kree are brutally killed, <laughs> but thanks to Mac, neither is left able to be harvested for their blood. Daisy beats the shit out of Mac, and the team barely escapes on the walk of Vader while Daisy lays in the street, having been shot. Making up for her failure, Daisy offers her own blood to create the new Inhumans. Also, some medical stuff goes on with Lincoln and Fitzsimmons that goes nowhere. <laughs> All right, all right. So, uh, yeah, that happened. All of that happened. All of that happened. You know, the, I want to go ahead and get this off my chest. One small qualm that I have with Uh-oh. this episode. Uh-oh. It did not come up until the very last bit of dialogue when Daisy was saying, uh, that's what I have pumping through my veins is Cree blood because we used Cree blood to bring me back after I'd been shot. That's not how it works. Yeah. Blood gets replaced very frequently. Well, they, they, they did, in, in, in their defense, they did something about injecting and being injected with Kree blood supposedly changes your DNA, and it also still apparently exists within Hive thousands and thousands of years later, uh, is what they said. So, like, uh, the fact that it would still exist within... It just none of it makes any scientific no, no, sense or medical sense. No, uh, un- unless your DNA has been changed in such a way so that from that point on you're producing you're, you're blood. producing some you just uh, some amount blue of after cream, that cream blood. We know she bleeds red because she's still got red blood on her face from like she hasn't taken a shower apparently in like two in like two or three episodes, episodes. <laughs> <laughs> because she's still got blood on her face. Yeah, um, from being beaten a while back. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that is about. Unless they're going to like take her blood out and do some sort of process to like filter out the blue, the good blue. <laughs> that uh that Walter White shit, you know. Yeah. Um Oh, it's called Blue Sky. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Nailed it. <laughs> Nailed it. Oh god. So yeah, they're probably just going to get her on dialysis and you know, spin that out like they do with uh when they pull platelets. Yeah, do, do you think did you get a vibe that Daisy was actually offering herself up as a sacrifice? That's what it felt like. She it was did. just like kill me, drain me and entirely. And she seemed happy to do it, which is kind of a I don't know. Batshit crazy. Batshit crazy. But so so was the I'm other using- girl. What's what's the how he's forget her name? The girl who multiplies herself. Alicia. Alicia, who is now dead. Is she? That's what it looked like. I'm not sure. Well, I just don't know if we know that. Yeah, she, it she could has have been, been another set of multiples. She has been in multiple states at times where she's been like traveling around doing things. So like, yeah. 
It's very possible that those were just copies. Yeah. I, I think it's hard to know if she's ever dead. Yeah. <laughs> she's always – like there's just one, the original of her that's like locked in a vault somewhere. You know what would have been cool? What? And still could happen. They find a version of her that hasn't been infected by Hive. Oh. Like, she can still see what's going on with all the others, but because she was, like, an independent operating one, yeah, I don't like, know. Yeah, like, it hasn't gone up the chain. It Like, it branches down after. Yeah, yeah, and there's, like, a segment of the chain that's, like, still... There's, like, one of her out there that has it, that's, like, on the run from Hive, and her, she's seeking herself out. That'd be a fun episode. <laughs> that would be neat. That would be really cool. Sorry, just random. Matt, you write really good TV. I don't know about that. <laughs> it's the best. I'm the best. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> so that was really my only qualm is just that's not how medical science works. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, in, in this world, if you're injected with Cree blood, it not only affects you and your blood for all eternity, but it also infects your, the entirety of your uh, lineage and creates in humans. So well, it seems like there's, there's, there's a lot to it. It looked like they were injecting the the person that was or that was to become hive uh, it looked like they were injecting him with their blood but you you, know, you don't know what other experiments were going on right along with that to cause that but it looked like the, based on what they're saying in this episode it seems like you inject someone with the cree blood and then you expose them to teragenesis and, and that's, then it. that's it that's 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 what creates an inhuman that's not what it is though because colson had the blood in him and then should, like, based on what they're saying, should also still have the blood, the right. blood in him. And he grabbed the Terrigen crystal. Or, yeah, he grabbed... He, oh, and his hand started yeah, to... And his hand started to... That's to true. Necrotic size. That is, that is very true. I, you're, you're, you're dead on. There might be another part of the process that they haven't mentioned. Yeah. Um, but that's all they've mentioned so far. Yeah. And <laughs> I hate to say it like this, but you know what likely happened is that the man who was to become Hive was just a, a a dumb native that didn't understand the processes and like, well, I got injected, so clearly that's all that had to happen. <laughs> I don't think that's, I don't think that's, I don't think that's probably I didn't understand what was going on. It's indiscernible for magic. <laughs> no, he's a, yeah, I thought that scene was awesome. That was really cool. Really cool to see like an, a human Hive trying like to what run. what he was from, before. Yeah, what he, who he was before. Like really, really cool. I mean, it looked a lot like the same forest where um, a lot of, like, Grant Ward backstory always happens. <laughs> so, I mean, their shooting locations haven't yeah, really changed much. probably was They the put same a different forest. Instagram filter on at that time. <laughs> like, that's it – was, it was neat to, to have them go that far back. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, maybe one of the earliest flashbacks in the MCU. Yeah. One of. I don't, one of. I don't know if the Thor ones probably go back. That further. was before there was – light <laughs> after the thor dark the the second thor it goes back the furthest right? thor of the dark world yeah yeah when uh when boar was fighting the dark elves right yeah yeah yep 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 um so that was that was pretty nifty um i i still like they keep talking about making mac and or making them in humans and like they keep talking like mac is not an inhuman but how would how did he re how was he able to react and be controlled uh by 
the uh, the temple where Sky had her terragenesis. Oh, well, we don't know that, that 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 requires you to be inhuman. That's I mean that's fair. He could have been anyone like could a have been alpha controlled. primitive or something. No one else. Well, or or just any human. Yeah. Uh, no, no hu- other human went down there without a uh, without a suit. suit. Yeah, so we have no basis for comparison. Yeah, so it could just, it, that any human is able to be controlled by the Kree Temple. It just it makes me think that he is in some way like a, a, a potentially powered person. Yeah, I definitely think there's potential. We know he has never taken the fish oil, so yeah, there's definitely potential there. <clears throat> it would be a, it'd be a pretty crazy thing if uh, after they went all through all of that trying to make him inhuman, he just was. Yeah, and he just is. They just never tested him. They did a lot in this episode to humanize Hive. They they did. They um, they showed his fears. Yeah, they showed his backstory. They showed him overcoming those fears. It's like it really was a Hive arc in this episode. Yeah, he starts as a, it, from the very first part of the episode. You're seeing from his perspective as just like a an ancient human. Uh, f- like fight, uh, hunting boar. Like it was really interesting to see yeah. that, and then. It, you know, in the end of the episode is him defeating a Cree, and then he—it's—it's—it's—it's uh, it's, it's, it's interesting that they went that way. We're two—we're three three hours from the end of the season. You know, <clears throat> one thing about that fight—it seemed a little like for that to be his biggest fear. That seemed a little uh, anticlimactic. Well, I think it was his his greatest fear because he knew how powerful they were. He said it. He said. You're you're you. I used, to, I used to think you were bigger or something like that. He said you're smaller than I remember. Ah, I didn't catch that. Yeah, he said you're smaller than I remember because, I mean, he remembers these beings as these beings that took a powerless him and forced him into this machine to become. Now he's not only learned about his own powers, but he can control others, and he's he's really um, come into his own I as mean, an inhuman. As he was fighting. That uh, that Cree guy, that Cree Reaper, he was just he was easily dodging all of the attacks. Oh yeah, he 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 didn't seem to have anything, uh, and and maybe it's just that he was worried about facing both of them. Maybe yeah, it could have been that there that, were two of them, and he was like, oh, I can't take both of them. But then if he can't take both of them, then he could have just like done like the swarm, you know, because he ate the flesh off of the one guy. Well, but if you notice when he was doing it. that. The guy was already like he had already had like broken him down and was holding him in place while he was doing it because his face did not melt as fast as a human's face. No, when he when he did it, the the guy was still alive and screaming as he's doing it to the guy. The guy didn't just evaporate like most humans do <laughs> when confronted with the hive thing. So I think like he had to really like continually focus his hive mist on the guy to make it happen. I don't know. It was really neat, though, having Kree show up again. It was. I, every time the Kree come into this, I'm really excited because it's... It's just, cosmic. It's cosmic. And this show has become a cosmic show. Um, I will say, uh, a lot of the concerns about uh, this show being separate from civil, separate from the movies and how, uh, how can they have a threat this big, and we've been talking about how, well, it's not that big of a threat. A spaceship did just land. So, like... <laughs> That kind, that's a little... It's a little bit of a big deal. That's a little bit of a big deal. If, 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 if we've got Tony and Steve over fighting uh, and, and they don't respond to like... Or there's no one in Avengers Tower to respond to an actual crashed alien spacecraft well, I mean, in they, Wyoming. They don't have S.W.O.R.D. yet, so they're still on S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. 
Well, no, shield doesn't exist according to them. Right. Um, so, so what is happening with, yeah, it, it, it is a little weird. Like so far, everything they've been done, I've been okay with them just kind of keeping under wraps and like, yeah, it's just possible the Avengers never knew about this. Cause we're just but keeping it quiet. An alien spacecraft land, craft landing seems like something that Tony would have on his radar. Yeah. <laughs> Literally on his Literally radar. Literally on his radar. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, they were tracking it on, on Zephyr one. They're like, uh, sir, oh, get out of there. Yeah, exactly. Here they saw it immediately. Yeah. So there's got to be someone else in this world that also can see that happen. Yeah. So, so, so some, 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 some sort of agency should be, the ATCU or whoever should be descending on, on, uh, on Small Wyoming. Small town Wyoming. Although I guess you could say that uh, most of those people are, are being run by, the ATCU is being run by Shield, uh, by Shield at this point, basically. So Yeah. They're already there. They are there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, uh, I saw Seth Everett posted on Twitter saying like Agents of Shield is facing a uh, uh, an alien invasion now, and they still can't call the Avengers. Like the show needs to end. He just he hates on Agents of Shield <laughs> real hard. Yeah, I, it, we all know how much I disagree with Seth Everett about that. But um, <laughs> we we spent an hour talking about that one day. Uh, but I, I, I see his point. Um, so far, this alien invasion is very contained. Yeah, they they keep upping the scope, though. <laughs> well, this shield. this episode, uh, he did. I mean, they did buy a town. That's fair. Yeah, and so like they are in an empty town. It's not like there's a bunch of people. Everyone there is either Hydra, Shield, or Hive. Um, there's no there's no just randos running around. I believe they call those civilians. I wonder whether they wrap. I wonder if they're going to mention Hydra in Cap Three, and that they're going to mention the fact that Hydra is completely, you know, been dismantled, because the way they wrapped the Hydra story up this season makes me think that it's possible that they were trying to catch it up to where the movies were. Like they're like, yeah, they're about to mention in the movies how Hydra has been completely dismantled. We need to make that happen. <laughs> Let's do a, an organized strike that finishes it all off, and then we got the last three heads. Uh, failed experiment. Yep. They melted. They melted. Good. The three heads are gone. No more heads of Hydra, with the exception of possibly Hive Ward. But Hyvra. Hyvra. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hit some feedback on this episode, huh? Yeah. Uh, Drake Thompson said to us on Facebook, so why didn't they try a splinter bomb on Hive? I mean, at least hit him with three and see what happens. It's going to be hard watching Civil War without thinking there's a threat in Wyoming that's more important than this. (laughs) I'm still on the hype train, though. (laughs) Moment of silence for Alicia. I'm going to miss the Ginger Ninja. Can we get one episode where Mac doesn't get his ass beat? Can we just stop and say Ginger? (laughs) Ginger. I think we got to go with Ginger on that one. Uh, that is something that James would have called her. That's true. Ginger. Because <laughs> he has an accent. I gotcha. That's I the gotcha. joke that uh-huh. I made there. Uh, Daisy sounded like a huge drug addict, too. Of course she wouldn't be open to reason. Yeah, she is She is under the influence. She's severely under the... She's inhuman under the influence. Yeah. <laughs> she's IUI. <laughs> I need to ticket her for that. <sighs> like, so it's interesting that Dre also has a problem with the uh, uh, the fact that the, the 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 big threat that we're facing. Yeah, the threat is a lot bigger than the normal shield scope of it's, threats. It, it is strange. I think that's I think that's part of the what Civil War is all about is the fact that um, 
I don't know about the movie, but the concept yeah. is that our heroes are fighting each other. So maybe they're a little too distracted. Maybe this is all going on concurrently, and they're having to worry about like, you know, shit. They're they're dealing with internal shit, and they're not paying attention to the fact that there's a crashed spacecraft in Wyoming. Yeah, like we're dealing with our own thing, but uh, there's stuff going on behind us, guys. Like we got to wrap yeah, this up. We got we got to hurry and wrap this up. Yeah, come on. <laughs> and I cannot wait for tomorrow. It's so exciting. It's so close. Margo Margo said to us on Facebook. Uh, is it just me, or are Daisy Scars too blood-filled scabby after three episodes? <laughs> yeah, they, they, uh, I don't know how long it's actually been, but they, she definitely seemed like she was, like, they, for, had been in a fresh fight. They make it seem like it's been a couple of days. Yeah. Again, no shower. Yeah. Maybe Wyoming doesn't have showers. If anybody's out there in Wyoming, let us know. I do can you have, confirm do you have showers there? I have been in Wyoming. Have you? They have showers. Wyoming's one of the states I've never been in. There's three states that I haven't been to. What, what are they? Hawaii, Alaska, and Rhode Island. Why Rhode Island? It's so tiny, I missed it. It seems like, you know, you're so close. You had to have been close. Oh, I was. I thought about taking a detour to, to cut catch through. that 48th. Yeah, I just, I couldn't. The, there was no time. We, uh, we were on a very tight schedule on that load. Did you say schedule? Yes, schedule. Don't do that. All right, next. <laughs> Just kidding. You're a jerk. Brian Keegan said to us on Facebook, man, I love this show, dot, dot, dot. It's not a Cree bomb. It's a beacon. Oh, man. What an interesting reveal. Is it me or was Hive Ward really a sympathetic character this week? Question, what would Max Inhuman powers be? Shotgun axe arms? <laughs> you can't combine shotgun axe with another thing and make it arms. <laughs> Shotgun axe slash arms. Shotgun slash axe slash arms. He's got one arm that's a shotgun and one arm that's an axe. Yeah. That would be perfect. <laughs> uh, after that fight with Daisy, he just might need him. I wanted to talk. It looked a lot like she broke his arms. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. It looked like her hands were, like, being crippled by her yeah. quake powers. By the way, Daisy is a really fucking scary inhuman. Really? I was thinking really about, like, is. why don't they just capture her? She's right there. Oh, yeah, because she would rock them apart like with like, like they were nothing. Yeah. I, I don't know why they didn't, like, bring her suppression gloves with them. Because <laughs> they could have shot her a couple more times and forced their compression gloves on her and, like, stole her away. <laughs> <laughs> they would have to knock her out for her powers to, to not be That's true. She, directed at them. She could just hurt herself. Yeah. Remember the compression gloves kept her from Yeah, it turned it inward. Yeah, that's right. It helped her to turn it inward. Oh um, god, that's real crazy. To his point about how good this show is and the the Cree bomb, they've done a really good job this season of and maybe maybe all all the while. They do a really good job on the show of the reveal moments. Yeah. Um this this the the Cree uh the Cree um transmission device was interesting but also the fact that when he when he's talking about how her people are how they're here and you're sure he's talking about yeah you think he's talking about shield yeah it's the same moment but it's a great moment they're here to come and get you so you need to kill them all because he acts like he acts like as hive he knows they're there but he doesn't which is answering some questions for me because we also know now that hive doesn't know the things that his hive mates know (laughs) Yeah, they're not like telepathically linked. No, they're just they're just under his like will and under his control. Yeah, they listen to him, but they don't. They don't. They're not. They're linked. addicted to him. Yeah, it's interesting. 
What else does he got to say? I said, Hellfire James was pretty hilarious this episode. I like him. Apparently, his comic book origin is that he's a descendant of a ghostwriter. If they kill him off, I will be upset. I will be, too. I really love James. He's so cool. <laughs> Especially his uh, his gambitish powers. Yeah. Straight up, just off. straight up gambit. He is gambit. Uh, do you guys know who the female S.H.I.E.L.D. agent is that says, Aliens just landed and we're not going to let that sink in? I'm not used to unnamed people talking in the show, and I wonder if I missed something, because she had another talking point at the end of the show. Yeah, Whoa, her name is Piper. One. Yeah, uh, and her, her partner's name is O'Brien. They both they only said their names once in this episode, but I noted it because uh, it was random people. It was random people having they, conversations. They didn't get redshirted either. No, I think they're building them up as characters for the future, um, and I think which I think is interesting. I think we've talked a lot about how this is supposed to be Agents of Shield, and it's kind of become an Inhuman show, yeah, or like an X Men like sort of thing. Yeah, um, <laughs> and I would love. Uh, I don't want to see them kill Daisy or anything, but I would love to see them... Uh, Have more agents? Yeah. It'd be about a couple of... We we always talk about how it's, it's supposed to be about the people getting stepped on. Yeah. And right now, Daisy's a pretty powerful being. If you... Yeah. Yeah. She, she will not take lightly anybody stepping on her. I'm fairly certain that if she went up against Iron Man, she would probably shake him out of that suit. Like, that suit would come apart. Yeah, I think she could she could maybe take an Avenger. Like she's she's a powerful person. Yeah. Like the only one that I that I that might not that I can think of that might not succumb to her is um she could shake the ground around Cap, but uh Black Panther's suit is completely vibration absorbent because it's made it's woven with vibranium. So that her vibrations would do nothing against him. Right. And he's agile enough to where, like, if she opened the ground up, he would be able to just roll away or whatever. Yeah. But uh, him and, like, maybe the Vision, because he would just go incorporeal. And I mean, I, th- I think they all, almost apart. any Avenger could have a shot, except for Hawkeye. Um. <laughs> he, would, he would take a shot. <laughs> I'm not gonna, I'm not throwing away my shot. Oh, I'm not throwing away Stop my it. shot. Sorry, Hamilton. Um, let's uh, <laughs> let's go on then. Let's move on then. Um, Christian Fuentes said to us on Facebook regarding Coulson's energy shield. This is from last week. Yeah, I think the rest of these are actually from last week. Okay, uh, Captain America had one of those in the '90s for a bit when his shield shattered. That's where Earth's Mightiest Heroes took its inspiration. Yeah. I think we mentioned that last week, and that's cool. I don't think we mentioned that he had that in the comics. I don't oh, I remember that happening. No, I don't remember really? that happening. My bad. Okay. Well, my bad. I, I never read those. Cool. I'm sorry. Somebody mentioned it. I wasn't reading very much in the 90s, other than school stuff. I was young. I was, I was just, a, just a little young. You know? I was one of those Padawans. Anyway. Uh, okay, apparently this next thing comes from someone, but their name didn't copy to our doc, so... Uh, we apologize for not using your name. Good Who, job, Matt. Mr. Whoever you are or Mrs. Whoever you are. <laughs> Mr. or Mrs. Whoever. Dear sir or madam, thank <laughs> you for your feedback. Sorry about that. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. spoilers. Love the S.H.I.E.L.D. S.H.I.E.L.D. Fitzsimmons getting it done as spies with benefits. <laughs> this show might not be the tour de force that Daredevil is, but it's got its hooks in me deep. Ah, uh, me too. That was really good feedback. I'm sorry. I Would have been better your, with a name. Deleted your name. I really like the spies with benefits. That's it's clever. Yeah, it's not. This is this. I feel like Daredevil is revolutionary. Daredevil is like the next level of superhero television. 
Yeah. This is just really good. Yeah. I think I think it's better than any of the DC stuff, even though the DC stuff's good. I mean, Flash is real good. Yeah, I like this better. Okay. I do personally. And then part of that is the connection with the Marvel Universe. Oh, yeah, the, the deep continuity Obviously, that we always talk about. that makes me enjoy it a lot, but... Uh, I, I think I still think it's a better show. Like the only thing deeper than the hooks that this show has in me are its continuity. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Or is its continuity? I think that's the <laughs> whatever. No, nah, man, I just took in, took an English exam. Like I gotta I gotta be proper for a little bit. Oh yeah, cool. I got you. <laughs> anyway, you do you. <laughs> oh man. So Robert T. Frost said to us on Facebook, the elevator Fitz and Simmons uh, used went sideways. We really do have the walk evader. <laughs> yeah, I noticed that last week. The elevator, the lights were like flashing sideways as they were driving through, um, oh gosh, what's his name? The doctor's lair or whatever. As they were getting to the doctor's lair. Yeah. Uh, Ratcliffe, Dr. Ratcliffe. Radcliffe. I had to remember it's Harry Potter's last name. <laughs> um, that's how I remember it. Okay. Okay. Um, I I liked Radcliffe a lot this episode. Yeah, he was actually really cool. Like he was he was really down on on getting the experiment done and and being like he didn't. I should appreciate that shit because not that many humans are going to be on Hive's side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're not just going to throw in with him. Um, the thing that I like about it is that he actually had like a legitimate purpose for wanting to be a part of the experiment. And, and it, it wasn't that whole, like I'm making humanity better because it is my calling and I am a scientist and I have to make humanity any means necessary. And like, no. he was talking about like, this is revolutionary stuff. Like I can make my people better in a good way, not like in a crazy scientist way, but like a, I'm actually looking to help humanity kind of way. I, like it's a little dastardly. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was definitely a little bit of a mad scientist way, but it was just like, I'm not, gonna, in the, not in the evil mad scientist way. Like I have to force them to evolve. Well, I think evil in the sense of completely devoid of good. Like yeah. he doesn't care if it's good or bad. He's just, uh, I'm going to do this thing cause I want, which I think is and honestly is a lot of this, a lot of the best sources of evil in, in, in literature and in, in fiction is when you don't have a character that necessarily wants bet to do bad things. Cause most people don't want to do bad things. They just want to do a thing regardless of whether it's good or bad. <laughs> and it just happens to be that it's bad. It's a bad thing you're doing, but, <laughs> um, but that, Maybe, that makes for a realistic characters, you know? Yeah. Because very few people are like, I'm going to be bad. I'm going to do a bad thing. They just believe what they're doing is what they want to do. It's either what they want, and they want it more than they want to do the right thing. you know, Or it's what they think is the right thing. Right. And exactly. they're just completely skewed on their outlook. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, next up, Mark Margo said to us about last week, um, I will spit up my drink if Simmons starts calling Fitz Turbo next episode. <laughs> That's, of course, in response to them having sex. Yeah. Um, Finally. so that would be pretty awesome. She, unfortunately, she did not do that. They did have a good little fight, though. I, I didn't see it as a fight, just so much as a uh, a mutual understanding. Like they came to an agreement. Um, I don't even think they came to an agreement. I they completely disagreed on the whole Lincoln thing. Uh, they fought. They fought about the Lincoln thing. They didn't really fight. They did their jobs. Yeah, which I, I appreciated. I, like, I appreciate that they didn't take it home with them or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I also loved that Fitz was on Lincoln's side. You know why? Because he was – because Lincoln wanted to do a crazy thing 
that endangered himself to save the woman that he loved. And he's, he knows how that is. Fitz knows what that's about. He Fitz knows, knows that what life. that's about. Fitz is like, I would have done the same thing. Like, I, why would why would we not let Lincoln do this? I dove through the universe for you. Yeah, <laughs> I drew. I, I dove through a portal in space. Yeah, for you. Well, not space, but portal in the ground. I guess. Yeah, it was. It was pretty crazy. Portal yeah. through space. Portal through space. Um, yeah. I loved this episode. I think uh, it's getting great. Oh yeah, it's it's definitely ramping up. We got what three more hours? Yeah. Of, uh, of Shield, we got two episodes. Like there's um. One episode next week, and then a two-hour episode the, the following week. Goodness gracious, that is that is not much left. And then what are we going to do? I have no idea, man. Man. What are we going to do? I don't know. We're probably going to take a week off because we've been doing uh, casts for like nah, man. Uh, 30 we weeks in a row. Keep going. And and a bunch of those weeks we did like six casts. So we'll probably take one week off, and then we'll get back to it. <laughs> well, I mean, next week's episode is called Emancipation. Yeah. Well, before we talk about next week's episode, there's one thing I do want to discuss. The Civil War tie-ins for this episode. Yeah! They had two... They had one conversation with two mentions of Civil War. Three. Was it three? Yeah. They said the word Civil War. They did. They said the word Civil War. And then they said that governments make super soldiers Mm -hmm. and billionaires make suits of armor. And that will lead to a battle of its own. Yeah. Like, of course it is. They're making a movie about it. It happened in the comics. Like. You don't have to say that. It was a really weird way to tie it in. Yeah, it's like they're they're reminding people that watch Agents of Shield, like, hey, by the way, coming up, guess what's happening? I don't know. Civil War is happening. Soon. I didn't like hate that scene or anything. It didn't really bother me. It just bother didn't me. sit well. No, it didn't. It, it definitely didn't do anything. It cool. certainly didn't. Agent. No. And it it absolutely did not. Jasper. <laughs> what are you talking about? Agent Jasper Sitwell. Oh, ha ha ha! That was that was really funny. If I remembered <laughs> his first name, watch everybody that's listening is just gonna die of laughter, and then we're gonna have no downloads because they all died, <laughs> not because that joke was terrible. Uh, <laughs> I think the second's more likely. Oh, um, you're so mean. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, so crazy, crazy, crazy. Um, crazy episode. I really liked it. I love where they're going with Hive. I want more. I want more now. Um, and I get, <laughs> right this second. I get Civil War, um, a great two-and-a-half-hour movie tomorrow. Two hours 27, right? Yep, two hours and 27 minutes. Yeah, longest MCU movie in existence. That's going to be awesome. By, like, two minutes. You're going to an 11 o'clock showing? Yeah, I'm taking Friday off of work. I might come with you. Okay. If there's still tickets. You better check now. Yeah, I might do that. Okay. All right, guys. Well, we are the Marvel Cinematic Universe Podcast. Thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, We'll be back tomorrow at, like, I guess Friday. I guess we'll be posting it on Friday. We'll be posting an episode about Civil War on Friday. So, yeah. We're going to have our first impressions and and all that and and our just insane amount of hype going on it. We're going to be screaming. There will probably be screaming. I will cry a lot, probably. Rivers, oh, of, rivers of blood <laughs> um, Sacrifice babies Oh gosh I don't know why Took it to a much darker place And I was already you at said, rivers of blood Yeah man That's how we roll <laughs> You were Daredevil I went Jessica Jones I thought you were going to go Punisher Oh that's fair Can we do that? Can we? Can, let me use take two you were, you were Daredevil I went Punisher Yeah man I'll edit that So it sounds like you did that the first time Yeah I don't feel like you're going to 
Yeah, man, totally will. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you jerk! All right, everybody. Do we want to talk about next week? Because oh, we need to yeah. watch that promo. Yeah, let's do it. We're gonna watch the promo for next week, and then we're gonna talk about it. Let's do it. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. I'm gonna get spe- spoiled. Uh, spoiled for Civil War by watching this trailer, but surely not. The stakes were too high. What is at stake? The world as we know it. Next Tuesday, an unrelenting force. What drives him? What does he want? Will sacrifice anything. I just want to be with you. In the name of Annihilation. You have any idea how to stop him? We're one episode away from discovering who will die in the astonishing two-hour season finale. Stay away from him. New Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Fallen Agent, next Tuesday, 9 Holy shit balls, you guys. Oh my gosh. Like that was awesome. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right, all right. Let me read the synopsis real quick before we start fanboying out on how awesome James Go was ahead. in there. Uh, Emancipation, next episode. In the aftermath of the events of Captain America Civil War, Shield feels pressure to reveal their involvement with inhumans, but the stakes but with the stakes higher than ever, and Hive growing stronger, the team is tested in ways they could never anticipate. Did you see James using the whip like he was Ghost Rider? I did. I did. Oh, that was so cool. That was so, so cool. Oh, my gosh. Uh, Yeah, so James used a whip, uh, a a chain like Ghost Rider uses a flaming chain. Uh, And 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 it was on fire, it looked like. That was awesome. And knowing that his comic origin is uh, is a son of Ghost Rider. Yeah, descendant of of a Ghost Rider. Rider. That's awesome. That's awesome. (laughs) Oh, I can't handle it. This is so cool. It really, really is quite cool. <laughs> All right. Um, so that's awesome. That That's obviously our standout moment from the promo. <laughs> um, but he's, uh, yeah, James James better stick around. They're, they're introducing him in such a cool, like, bad boy sort of way. Uh, but also he had this r- really real conversation this week. Oh, we didn't even talk about that. Uh, no, we didn't. Um, but we're, st- we're still there, you know. We're still talking. Uh, <laughs> we're still talking. We can talk about it now. There's a uh, there's a really great conversation between James and Daisy. Daisy. Uh, <laughs> you were trying to say Sky. Oh and yeah, Daisy. for sure. Daisy. Skadaisy. Skadaisy. I like that. It's too much. Um, What's up, Skadaisy? <laughs> Uh, so that's. I feel like that's what Colson did for a while. It's like Skip Daisy, hey Daisy, yeah Daisy, oh yeah. Daisy. Well, I'm the more and more I see this season, the more and more I'm worried that Daisy's dying. That won't happen. You don't think they won't do that? I know she's kind of the main character, or at least one of the top two or three. But you know, when I was just talking about how. How they're they're starting to introduce characters that are on the smaller, like the the smaller characters <laughs> they're gonna, and stuff. They're gonna build up one really big and then kill her, and then start building up more and get them really big and then kill them. Well, that's what they do. Uh, but yeah, like <laughs> it would be interesting if they killed off Daisy because other than Daisy, most of the main characters of this show are not powered people. Yeah, there's a few Lincoln. Um, now he's only there because of Daisy. James, who I don't see, I don't imagine James joining up with a shield he doesn't seem like a joiner no he doesn't i could see him uh up over on most wanted right <laughs> um yeah yeah so anyway i think it looks awesome we're gonna civil war 
is going to break my brain tomorrow, and then we'll be back with our cast about it on Friday. So uh, you guys hang, come hang out with us on Friday. Uh, we'll talk to you soon. Next time you hear from us, we will have scenes of war. Until next time, true believers. Mm-hmm.